What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey, it's Izzy, and this episode was recorded on November 16th, 2021. Christian was open and honest on the pod and talked a lot about some of his major influences, one being Virgil Abloh. And obviously this was pre him passing away. So we just wanted to preface this by saying rest in paradise, and we hope you like the episode. I'm Izzy, and I'm super excited for my guest today. He is doing such, such dope stuff, and his work is, I mean, for lack of better terms, it just really speaks for itself. He has brands like Kith and like Soulfly and like Eric Emanuel and so much, so much more. Without further ado, Christian, thanks for joining the pod today. Uh, of course. Thanks for having me. It's, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, to speak to everybody and I guess give a little bit of story with everything that's gone on in the past and uh, projects that I have going in the future. So Miami to New York City. What are you What are you working on every day? What are you waking up and uh, opening the laptop laptop to work on every day? <laughs> well, um, it's a, it's a little bit of everything depending on the time. Uh, so SoFly is a daily uh, day thing. Uh, Eric is busy. He has an announcement with the opening of the Art Basel um, store down in Miami. And um, then just sprinkled in with a little bit of different projects, doing something with uh, Virgil and another partner. And uh, yeah, just long list of things. Those are some big names, man. So tell us what exactly you do for them and like how you've gotten to where you are today. Um, so it's just uh, typically consult. So whatever they need my help on, I'm an extension. So if it's uh, design, marketing, um, strategy, production, whatever it is, you know, that they need to help in, uh, I, I try to help them out on. And basically I got started with um, went going to school in graphic design down in Miami and then I uh, came up to New York for an opportunity at Kith. And then while at Kith, there was only a group of eight of us. So um, with it being such a small team, I had my hands um, in so many things. And then as well as learning from, you know, so much learning firsthand from Ronnie, going to these meetings with Ronnie and seeing what he was doing with Kith was a great experience. Um, I, I sort of uh, saying that to be like my master's uh, degree and it was it was great. So uh, taking that experience and then over the years, it's been 10, uh, 11 years altogether. And um, that's it. Yeah, just uh, working with friends on a daily and, and helping whoever needs that help out. So working with friends, that can be a little little interesting and for some could be a touchy subject. So how do you how are you able to kind of set those barriers between, 
hey, we're going to jump into this project, and I know we're friends, but this is also, like, what's putting food on my table, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, we, we see that a lot, but I, I think, um, I guess since everybody's genuine uh, within, it, it depends, and uh, I guess it takes a judge of character. And from my back experience, uh, background, my dad was in the military, so we jumped around a lot. Um, so that, I guess, equipped uh, I don't know if that's the proper word. I, I was equipped with uh, the ability to have a judge of character with people. So I guess during the years, you see people come and go, and you see some transactions, you know, happen, and people drop off. Uh, but the genuine uh, ones still stay, and then they, I guess, have that interest for you. So it works hand in hand. They, you know, they want to have fun, but they also want to work. And um, you, if you guys are building that business together, then you know you're putting food on everybody's table, their table, your table, and everybody's concerned. You know, we're gonna work hard, so you could eat. I'm gonna work hard, uh, so we could eat type mentality you mentioned a ton of big names before and it's kind of for so many people that are listening today they're probably wondering like yo you've worked with all these big names like what exactly have you worked on and i'm sure because of ndas and everything like that you can't talk about it all a lot of it um so i'm gonna give you a easy question rather than trying to dive really 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 deep and trying to uh invalidate your ndas and Appreciate what's been you. yeah what's been the your favorite project to date uh that you've worked on so far i i think uh jordan one so ever since i was 15 and as cliche as it sounds cliche as it sounds um the i always wanted to do uh shoes footwear so it's uh, something that we grew up on um i grew up in the 90s watching jordan play and um uh, just being able to have an opportunity to work on that one shoe that set it off um, was huge for me. And then also doing it with a home team like Soulfly, um, having the University of Miami colorways on it was so huge. So it's just like that culmination of things was, I guess, what sets that as my favorite project. With your dad in the military and obviously like your creative background and looking back on it today, did you like was this a dream job for you um yeah i think a little bit uh, uh, uh my parents being puerto rican I, I was born in puerto rico and we get uh i guess you they drill in um you're either going to be you know a lawyer or a doctor my dad's a doctor he was in that military so imagine having that double i guess uh discipline drilled into you every day and um I don't know. I guess I, I, I went off on that and I was like, no, I, I want to do something different. You know, I want to become an artist. I, I want to help people, help the community and uh, get my ideas out there. And um, I, I got kicked out of the house at 17 because I wasn't going, you know, with the plans that he had planned. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just had to work my way, you know, um, and I guess figure things out on my own. And it ended up working out. I can't complain. I know. For a lot of us, like parents coming from the backgrounds that they have come from, um, it's it's easy to kind of narrow the next generation into this box of you need to be a lawyer, a doctor, uh, I mean, in some cases, even a police officer, a firefighter, just to find a stable job. And when we approach them with, hey, I actually want to go and approach, like uh, pursue this creative path that I know 
you don't think is going to make me money in the long term, but I need to like tough it out. Um, I know we're met with like this wall of, Hey, but that, that wouldn't have worked for me. So why would it like work for you or anything like that? So I think it's interesting from your perspective that you were, for lack of better terms, just so hard-headed in a good way to just follow your dreams and follow your path. And I love to hear that, especially for so many creatives and in, in that are Boricua today or that that aren't, that are just creatives that are kind of being forced on this one path. And um, sometimes you have to be hard-headed and sometimes you just have to follow those dreams. So I love it. Yeah, it's a d- double-edged sword. Being it hard-headed. is. It's, yeah, it's worked out. What do you mean? What do you mean by a double-edged sword? Like, did you run into some some rough times? Yeah, yeah, there were there were rough times. Um, I, I guess uh, being kicked out at you know seventeen, and uh, I guess you you have that teenage you know I can do it all. Um, don't tell me what to do mentality. So becoming 18, becoming 19, uh, I guess tripping and having some obstacles and just being hard-headed and not asking for help uh, when it came back to the family because I had that resentment from being kicked out. Um, so, so it made life harder on me. So it took uh, more time to graduate. I graduated uh, 2011 when uh, I graduated high school in 2004. So I think... Let me do the math. Uh, yeah, 10 years ago, so at 25, I started. So a little bit late in the game. Um, but yeah, it, then being hard-headed about what I wanted to do, uh, become an artist and get my ideas out there um, and help the people, I, I guess, got me here. So again, yeah, that double-edged sword. If a, crea- a young creative's coming up to you and they're asking you like, hey, I want to be in your position one day. What are you telling him to do? Are you telling him to avoid some circumstances? Are you giving him some, for lack of better terms, bland advice just so they experience the journey fully? What are you What are you telling a young creative uh, in regards to their future plans and any advice? Um, just a, that perseverance, man. Like, just keep at it. I, I I was kicked out at seventeen. I went to try to get into art school. Since I wasn't old enough, I couldn't get the loan money. My dad wasn't you know, co-signing on the loan money. And um, I, I could have, you know, given up and, and did whatever, you know, I wanted to do, to, but I was, you know, I, I stuck to it and I continued. And even getting that job at Kith, um, I, I think Ronnie posted a tweet back in uh, 2013 when I, I responded and um, he linked me up with Milani. Milani initially said no because of my location. She was like, you know, you're in Miami. We need somebody in New York. Um, and they wanted somebody on hand. And um, so at first, if, you know, if I would have taken that initial no, that would have been, you know, the end of it. But uh, I, I was I, I stayed in her emails um, and I was like, look what I've been working on. Look what I could do. And I was just working on different projects, sending them over to her. And this was within a matter of like weeks to the point where she was like, OK, you know, I'll, I'm going to send you over to somebody else. Uh, she forwarded me over um, to the production manager at the time. And the uh, production manager was like, okay, you know, let's do an interview. We did that interview. And he said, uh, if, if you, you know, come up to New York from Miami in whatever two to three weeks, the job is yours. So, um, yeah, I, I did that and, uh, and I came up. So I tell them, you know, it's not, not necessarily, um, 
what you know you're you're going to school for or whatever it is and not necessarily taking that first response but continuing to you know circle back check in and uh just presenting that work and uh in due time like i said tw- i started at 25 um and but but i've done so much in these you know 10 years so it, it you know it doesn't matter just continue at it and that's it like i, I think that older generation um is going to pass that baton or should start passing that baton a little people uh, uh, some people don't like doing it but I, I think it's that you know that turn for that new generation uh to get in there and, and start doing things when you were sending over those samples of work like the things that you were working on before working at kith what were you sending were you just putting together like literally samples like hey i, I think this would be dope for you the brand or um were you showing off some work that you were kind of freelancing and doing so, so I think I got kind of, uh, there's a, there's an element of like right place, right time and luck and curiosity. So down in Miami in 2011, um, there was a retailer called Del Toro Shoes okay. and Del Toro, uh, was working with athletes. He had Dwayne Wade, um, Russell Westbrook that he was providing these, it was, uh, loafers and chuckas and Del Toro did a collaboration with Ronnie. And I remember mm. one time it came through my desk. I was interning there um, while I was going to design school. And it came through my desk. They were like, do this color up, you know, for Ronnie or whatnot. And um, he did a collaboration, I think, the year prior. So I had that and I sent that over. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I colored this up while I was at Del Toro for Ronnie. Um, and I guess that helped a little bit. But then even before then, I was doing an internship with New Era, um, the apparel group that was based down in Miami. And I, I initially went on to do graphics and design. And while I was there, there was a graphic side, there was a fashion side. And I started to start approaching, I started approaching the fashion designers. And I had a curiosity. I'm like, how do you build that hoodie? You know, how do you build the cads for that hoodie? How do you build that t-shirt? So I was stepping outside of my box, uh, making sure I did that graphic work and I had that background in there because I didn't want to get, you know, like let go or questioned. Um, but I, I started, I had that curiosity and it led me over to the graphic, um, I mean that fashion space. And then I was sending over hoodies to Kith that I worked with New Era or like t-shirts or like parka samples that we were working on with New Era. Um, and they were very impressed. They're like, oh, you have, you know, the full package. You did some footwear over at Del Toro, even though they were concepts. You did some, uh, you know, hoodies and parkas over at New Era and you know how to cut and sew, measure and do tech tech packs and whatnot and then you have the graphic space so i just went to school for graphic design and that was my you know thing but out of curiosity i took that internship at del toro for that fashion because he was working with those people at the time and i took you know that internship at new era to cross over into that fashion space and get an understanding of that as well so um it was just always being curious always being flexible i think gave me that opportunity to to end up here at um well in new york in general is there a a project in the future or a dream brand or anything like that that you would love to work with i was i was thinking about that during this you know the past year of shutdown um and i was i was working putting together my cv my one pager and looking at I, I do an exercise where I bring in the logos of the brands that I've worked with. Um, and I started putting them together and I was like, man, I have, you know, like a, a decent amount of brands that I've worked with. Um, 
so my main thing was like, okay, I've worked with these brands and I went through, you know, my path and sometimes my struggles and my obstacles. So my main thing was like, all right, how do I, you know, give back, you know, to my community and how do I put my community on? So it's not necessarily like a brand like, you know, Apple or Google, because if there was a way to work with them, I, I guess we could, you know, maneuver or find a path. It'd be difficult, but not impossible. Um, so I think something that'll be a little bit more uh, fulfilling to me is, you know, working with a nonprofit or working with these organizations uh, to help that community out, to put, um, mm. you know, my, my fellow community on. So Christian, where are you playing it safe right now? Um, I, I think with the clients that I currently have, I've had them for some, I've been friends with them and worked with them for like eight, you know, to, to seven years of whatnot. So I think that's my safe space, which is, it's again, and I'll, I'll bring back that double-edged sword mentality. It's like you get stuck in that comfort zone with them because yeah. you've been working with them for so long. Um, so it's easy and then it doesn't push the envelope sometimes. But um, yeah, that's my comfort space. And I guess I, I like to step out of that sometimes and approach different clients to bring a different perspective in. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it's at. What makes you strange on purpose? Man, I, I think it was that it just having that, you know, my dad pushing down on me, hey, be a lawyer, be a doctor, um, having that military discipline within that household, um, I, I guess you know, I, I wanted to break out from that. I wanted to become that black sheep. I wanted to become something different. And, uh, you know, basically within my family say, Hey, you know, you guys don't have to do that. You guys don't have to push that, you know, down. Um, like not your kids don't have to do it. You know, my grandkids don't have to do it. We can do something completely different. Um, so I wanted to become that black sheep to become that example and, you know, to show them that could be possible. Christian, where can people find you? Where can people follow your work and, and tune into your journey? Um, Instagram. I'm not, you know, that active on it. I like to stay a little bit private, but you'll see some things pop up. Um, it's at C-S-E-E dot F-I-G. Uh, that's the Instagram handle. And then I share some of my work a little bit. And uh, one of my downfalls, I'm a little bit slow on uploading the new work. <laughs> um, on my website, it's uh, cfig dot work. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be around down for our Basel. I actually have a project going on. Um, so you'll, you'll see me down there. Awesome. Well, Christian, thanks for joining me today. And I look forward to tuning into the journey. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the strange on purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like review follow the podcast on instagram drop a review on apple or spotify or wherever you check us out helps a podcast grow immensely so i appreciate you i could not do this without you 